Good morning. Welcome to the Weekend Sports Buzz with Kelly Patrick. Alongside Kelly Patrick this morning, we have Chris Embry. We have Gary Love. Gary Love is at Scouting You on Twitter. And of course, we have Doc Parks. We got a full house this morning. Plenty to talk about here on the Weekend Sports Buzz. Before we get started, we do want to thank Louisville Combat Academy, located at 10105 Dixie Highway, Louisville, Kentucky, 40272. Louisville Combat Academy is the place to go if you want to get into the Cajun fight or if you just want to practice Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I'm an advocate, and I have many testimonies myself for the positive benefits of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu for an individual's personal life as far as balance, getting into shape, and learning how to choke people out. I mean, just let's cut right to it, right, Doc? Completely. Yeah, so if you if you want to check out Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, check it out at Louisville Combat Academy down in Valley Station. we got plenty to talk about this morning. It's Father's Day. I believe three of our four people on the show this morning, Gary, Chris, myself, are all fathers. Doc, not yet. How's that coming? You and Sarah uh, planning on some kids soon? Big negative. Okay. <laughs> no, thank you. you. Okay. In fact, if I have any, I'm leaving them on your doorstep. Okay. Okay. Wow. wow. Quite the statement. <clears throat> I didn't know he was such a low life, but yeah. <laughs> apparently, Doc is. <laughs> I trust it, Kelly. <laughs> apparently, Doc not only plays the role of low life on the show, but he really is a low life. So I'm glad we got that out of the way this morning. <laughs> on a lighter note, my goodness, Doc. On a lighter note, Chris and Gary. Happy Father's Day to you too. Thanks, you too as well. It's uh, you know going to spend some time with the kids today, and uh, hopefully we get, you know, we don't get brained out all day. But Happy Father's Day. Same to y'all. Uh, like you said, I mean, we got so much to do at the house. I mean, probably be rained out all day, but gives you time to relax then. Sure. You know that brings up a good point. If anything, they should make a day for guys like me who understand. Hey, you may not be the best dad in the world. Thanks, sure. thanks for not doing it. Okay, so I'm on board with that. Better, it, better than actually being a deadbeat dad. Exactly. So, but you guys statistically, are Doc, you would not actually be a deadbeat dad. Your dad's very involved in your life, uh, right? Uh, no. Okay. Oh, you're bringing up scars. Okay. <laughs> what are we doing here? Today? What, what a horribly, <laughs> what, what a horrible <laughs> intro to the show. My God. What kind of statistics are you quoting here exactly? What do you mean statistically? Okay. Well, it seems to me that if a father is involved in his son's life, then the son is more likely to be involved in his children's life. Think right. of it this way statistically. I have three other brothers. None of us have kids. None of us want any kids. Okay. All four. The the. Doc Park's name dies here. Okay, let's uh, let's go ahead and call this the intervention on <laughs> on Sunday morning. Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, my goodness, what a start to the show! Yeah. My God. But also, though, I'm, I'm Doc the, is I, the dark cloud of the show. Golly, Doc. I'm a firm <laughs> believer, though, if your dad wasn't in your life, um, you're more you're more going to be in your kid's life because you want to fill that void that you didn't have mm -hmm. so i don't know if the statistics back that up though well between me and you that's correct yeah but, well okay tell me well i mean i didn't have a dad either but uh obviously i try to be there as much as i can for my kids and okay so in, I, if I, the study is within this room then that is the case yeah because i had a stepdad my dad walked out when i was three so, okay wow okay yeah 
Thanks for bringing up these memories, man. Anything else we want to hash out before we jump into the sports section of the weekend sports bus? Anything else? I think we're clear on that. I think we've cleared everything up. Doc, anything else you want to work through? I think that's about it. Okay. So, when it comes to sports for the weekend sports bus this morning. We've got all kinds of stuff. All kinds of stuff. Toronto Raptors are the NBA champions. Boy, was I wrong on my prediction. I said within five, Golden State, but yep. I, didn't, I didn't take anything that they'd get everybody on their team hurt either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, we witnessed the end of a um, dynasty, I believe, with Golden State. Sure. Did we? <clears throat> yeah, I, I really think we did because uh, these injuries, first of all, they're not getting any younger. Uh, you throw in these few injuries. We knew KD would uh, want to put his name on the market to go elsewhere, but Clay Thompson injury and uh, Boogie Cousins looking, uh, you know, very average uh, with him coming off injury. So then you've got, you know, obviously this will lead into the trades, the big time trade that happened yesterday uh, with the Lakers and the Pelicans. Um, the landscape of the NBA is changing for the better, uh, in my opinion, and. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot more fan interest since we don't have a preconceived champion at the beginning of the year like we normally do with Golden State. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> if you're Golden State, first of all, if you're if you're KD, what do you do? He can opt into his Golden State deal, which is $31 million, and just rehab. He already said he's sitting out for a year. Mm-hmm. So use everything they have for 31 and then, and then bet on yourself after next year. Or you can go ahead and take two hundred million from the Knicks. So, Clay Thompson is the same way. He's out seven or eight months. He's a free agent. Does he resign? And would the Knicks restructure that deal now that he's been hurt? I don't know. But the thing about Golden State is, though, if you sign KD and Clay Thompson, you're on the hook for $75 million for two players that will not play next year. You can't do that. It's hard. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess you can, but you're just banking on them getting better. There's no way to tell that these guys will ever be 100% again. Now, I mean, even if they're 100% on mobility, you don't know if sometimes, you know, knee injuries, uh, Achilles – they just don't heal right, and you don't get the same explosion that they had prior to that. So it'll be interesting to watch. Right now, is the NBA in a good spot? I think this is great for the NBA. Okay. I think the parity is great. There's so many teams that are really good. I just saw a report this morning saying Vegas odds now say the Lakers will win the title next year. The number two team in the league as far as Vegas odds to win the title is Milwaukee. Yes. I love it. I love it. You're Absolutely. right. To the tune of what you said mm-hmm. there, Gary, parody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. Uh, it was very refreshing to see a new champion this year. You might have the same thing next year with another first-time champion. Um, it, it's what the NBA needed. There was too much. Uh, it looked like you can just write the script at the beginning of the season and just watch it unfold. So what are the Lakers doing next? They got Anthony <laughs> Davis. They got Kyle Kuzma. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. They have LeBron James. And okay. Rondo. Rondo. I think they still have Lance Stevenson. I think they go after Kimba Walker. I mean, I know they're going after him, but I think he does. Uh, I think that's who they get. Uh, the other option was Jimmy Butler, and I think you got to stay away from that guy. He's pretty uh, 
he's pretty intense, um, and he wants things his way or, or no other way. I mean, he'll he'll uh, he. I, I think he's bad team chemistry. Mm-hmm. Really, I, I would stay away from Jimmy Butler. Well, he has to have the ball in his hands, and LeBron. Right, the ball is always in LeBron's hands. Kimba Walker don't mind being the shoe guard because mm-hmm. he can score the ball, he can shoot, he he can be point whatever. But he's not as selfish as Jimmy Butler, and uh-huh. he's he's one of the best un- underrated um, point guards in the NBA. I think Kimba Walker is. Oh my goodness, if he's underrated, well, yeah, I'm, yeah, I think he is. I agree with you. Just but anybody who actually follows the league and follows the numbers and. Mm-hmm. Saw him in college. I mean, my God, Kimball Walker is very good. What about Kyrie? Where is he going? Why not? Why not leave Boston and go to the Lakers? That's what. Well, I don't think him and LeBron can ever coexist again. Do Supposedly, they put their beef behind them. Yeah. What? Wasn't he just in Los Angeles like two weeks ago? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah. Who, who's better for the Lakers, Kimball Walker or Kyrie Irving? I would say Kimball. I Walker. would too. Okay. I would too. Uh, just for the simple fact that. Uh, I think Kimba seems more hungry. I don't know. There's something about Kyrie that rubs me the wrong way sometimes. Uh, I understand when you get that big in your sport, uh, egos are going to get inflated. But uh, some of these guys seem more interested in other things than just winning games. And uh, I think Kimba Walker has uh, been a very good player that don't really – try to seek a spotlight, and I think that's what they need. Sure, I'm a big Kimba Walker fan. There's something super old school about somebody who wins a title in college. Yes. Okay? Mm-hmm. Follow me here. Anthony Davis and Kimba Walker, both college champions. Mm-hmm. LeBron yeah. never went to college, so of course he couldn't have won a, a right. title in college. Right. But what if they join forces? I mean, that's a winning pedigree yeah. or, or formula mm-hmm. if one exists in the NBA, I'd say. Absolutely. It's, uh, this will be the first time since, when was it when Kobe, well, before they won a championship, uh, what was that, at early 2000s, I believe, 2007, 8, something like that. I think the Lakers will be back on top, and I do have them winning it. I mean, it's very early. We don't even know who's going to be on it, whose team. But. Injuries, as we just saw, play a big part into what <laughs> actually right. happened. So we don't know for sure on anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no doubt, no offense to the Raptors, but had Kevin Durant and Klay Thompson stayed healthy, the Warriors would be the champs right now, right? Yes. Does anyone disagree with that? Nope. Doc? I don't know. And, you know, I don't feel sorry for the Warriors because – Nobody felt sorry for Cleveland when they didn't have Kevin Love or Kyrie Irving. When True. That's, that's the nature of life. Yeah. So. Right? Yeah. But the games were so close. Every one of these games were so close that they lost. You can't tell me that KD wouldn't have been a difference in them games. Oh, His no 20 something points a game. And uh, anybody that says that he was uh, protecting his stock or whatever. With Kevin Durant. People were saying that just a couple weeks ago, and then he comes back and has a horrific injury, and all those people who were saying that the day before are like, oh, I should probably drop that narrative. Yeah. (laughs) Right? How? how, I mean, talk about eating crow. One day, a large percentage of the sporting fan base in the world was saying, Kevin Durant, you're soft. Yeah. You're you're just holding out because for contract. You're, You're selfish. And Kevin Durant's like, Okay, I guess I should go back out there and play. No, you shouldn't go back out there and play. Yeah, and it ain't, like, it ain't like this was the only good year he had. You know, it ain't like he was just in a 25-game uh, hot streak where he was 
getting a little bit more money. I mean, mm. everybody knows he's one of the best players in the entire league. I mean, there's it's kind of nonsense to say you people are saying he's protecting his stock. Yeah. Uh, there was a doctor that came out and stated that uh, due to his calf injury that he predicted an 85% chance he would tear his ACL, and he did it. Anyways. That, well, well, yeah, he went out there and risked his body, and it happened. The guy was right. This doctor, he's done this in all these sports and predicted injuries mm -hmm. uh, due to a smaller injury. Doctor. Who trusts doctors? Right. No, nobody trusts doctors these days. These days, Trump's doctor came out and said, yeah, he's in great health, great cholesterol, and all his blood work came back fine. And like 70% of the country is like, you're a fake doctor. You're a phony, right? <laughs> yeah. Because it, but, was, it was, you weigh like 270, though. Yeah. How, how much does Trump weigh? Doc, <laughs> if you could Google that for us, how much does Trump weigh? I bet he's about... We'll continue with our NBA <laughs> theme, but I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Doctors, I love it how, how in today's day and age of Google, how frustrating would it be to be an actual doctor right now? Oh, I know. Because everybody's an expert on everything mm -hmm. in all facets and of, of you, medicine and, and everything. You've got all these commercials as well that pushing all these drugs and everybody sees one symptom they have and they're like, I want that drug. <laughs> right? Yeah. So we're in a weird time, yeah, with me uh, medicine. But, but the uh, Kevin Durant thing is the most recent. So. Yeah. And that guy predicting that, that's pretty amazing. Uh, he was correct. How much does Trump weigh? I think he's 6'2". As of February 14th, 2019, Donald Trump's weight is up to 243. Okay. Oh, man. From this same doctor you're quoting. Chris, how much you weigh? Tack on an extra 30 pounds, I would say. Yeah. I'm about 290 right now. 290, okay. Yeah. Gary? Yeah. Uh, I don't know, 215, 220, I okay. think is Doc? what it is. I'm probably 247 right now. <laughs> yeah. 147? 247. How much you weigh, Ain't Doc? No uh, probably 155. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm about 180. Okay. So Trump's 243, 62, 243, and his doctor said he's he as healthy as anyone. He's the youngest. He's as healthy as anyone. Yeah, <laughs> is what he said. He must. He must wear about seven shirts because there's no way he weighs two forty three. You think he's more than that? Oh, absolutely. It's six two. But just yeah. because he's carrying some extra weight, don't mean he's not super healthy. I mean, the guy has more energy than me, right? I mean, he is everywhere. The guy's pretty. According to him, I saw the one clip of him saying, "Biden, oh, he's low energy. He's so old. <laughs> he's old. He's an old, decrepit man. Me." I'm young and vibrant. <laughs> Did you see that? And there's only like two or three years apart. From yeah, they're the same age. <laughs> yeah. So not to go, you know, get sidetracked with the Trump talk. We <laughs> want to thank Louisville Combat Academy for their sponsorship. The Louisville Combat Academy buzz line is 502-384-1450. We would love to hear from you mm -hmm. on any of the talk about the NBA. Uh, not only the resulting Toronto Raptors winning the NBA Finals, but also next year with the Lakers and a lot of excitement right now around the NBA. A lot of people are real happy and excited. A lot of people are real butthurt and not happy and angry, right? Yeah. <laughs> I've seen some Sorry. people who said, I read one of my buddies that I went to high school with. I haven't talked to him much, but I'm friends with him on Facebook. I read his post yesterday and it said this. He's a big Kentucky fan. Anthony Davis going to the Lakers ruined my Father's Day weekend. He's mm. a father. Mm. He, <laughs> he must hate the Lakers. He's a Kentucky. Yeah, he, he hates the Lakers. He hates LeBron. A lot of people hate LeBron. Yeah, you're right. But, you know, if you look at this two, uh, Anthony Davis and LeBron, compared to other super teams, so-called super teams, is this not the best 
combo of two guys on one team? I don't know. Think about that. We've had Shaq and uh, Kobe. That's That might be number one. I, it probably is. Two guys. You think Pippen's not – Pippen was – Pippen Jordan. Pippen was uh, ranked as one of the top 50 players in the history of the NBA when that ranking came out in, like, 99 or 2002 or I don't know when that ranking came out. But you don't think Pippen deserves to be in that conversation? Um, And that's okay if you do. His career's over. It's all subjective from this point. It's It's hard to tell. Well, recency bias tends to get us all. So, looking back, you're right. I think – but Pippen (sighs) – I still don't look at him as a superstar. Do you guys look at him? Yeah, because he was – he was, he was one of my favorite players growing up. He was a very hard-nosed defender, yeah. and he was just so competitive. And he could shoot threes. Mm-hmm. He could shoot bank shots from deep within the two-point land. I remember mm-hmm. Pippen's game. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he it, was great. Now, I'm not saying you're wrong. Right. Yeah. Uh, it just warrants – the 86 Celtics is considered to be one of the best teams in the history of the NBA. Someone who's pro that team and not buying into the admitted recency bias mm-hmm. you just referenced, Chris, would say McHale and Bird. Bird. That's yeah. right. 86 Celtics. Do they deserve to be in this conversation? Yeah. But are we getting carried away by already comparing LeBron and AD to those type of duos? Well, you're going all over their stats from their old teams in the previous years. I mean. Um, yeah, stats is, can be deceptive because yes, today's yeah. day and age is completely different. We hit like 100 threes a game right now. Mm-hmm. Back in 86, three-point line was just brand new. Yeah. Hit two or three threes or something. I mean, it was pretty dramatic now difference. Would, now, would you put – Magic and uh, Jabbar. Certainly, they oh, deserve yeah. to be in that conversation. Yeah. See, that shows you, I mean, my recency bias. That's really okay. You, you hadn't done any research prior to making that statement. <laughs> yeah. But, but do you rank Kareem and Magic ahead of Jordan Pippen or a bet ahead of Kobe and Shaq? Ooh. Man, when you look at the players individually, Kareem and Magic seem to be overburdened Pippen. But due to the Pippen side of it but i you know i don't know man there now that you you've brought these up there's a lot of uh you know where you two great players together like that but you know this will be another intriguing uh duo we can add to that list shaq and kobe there was added drama there because we had increased exposure even since uh just a few years prior five or six years prior with jordan and the bulls shaq and kobe I think Kobe was interviewed and said, you guys are all mad at me because I cheated on my wife. Big deal. Shaq cheats on his wife all the time. And and they were teammates. So, I I mean, there was added drama. There was added drama there, which, let's be honest, always adds to it. The Louisville Combat Academy buzz line is 502-384-1450. We're going to head to the buzz line now. We have our man Brian the Insider on the line. Brian, happy Father's Day to you. Oh, I appreciate that. Kelly, and happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. What a great day. Hey, guys, I want to tell you, thanks to the TuneIn app, I hear you loud and clear in London, England today. It's afternoon here in London, but uh, uh, so you guys can now say you're an international radio sports show. Congratulations. You sound great. Good to be on the show. Hey, I want to chime in on some things. Uh, great to hear you talking about basketball. You know, um, the Anthony Davis, I think the world of Anthony Davis, I think he's the best big man in the game. But, boy, I tell you, I don't know. Uh, they better get it done the first year because the Lakers have officially mortgaged their future on this. Uh, and on a 30, I guess LeBron's 35 going on 36. Uh, 
that three first-rounders, including the number four pick this year, all the way through 2025, the Lakers have sent, I mean, have actually, and, and so they sent um, uh, Lonzo Ball, who I've never been too high on, but was the number two pick. I think Ingram was the number four pick. I mean, I, hats off, in my opinion, to New Orleans. I think they've gotten a great trade out of that. But as I said, they better do it quick at L.A. Uh, and what interesting thing on that uh, in, on that trade is that uh, Davis will, will be a free agent next year. So it doesn't look like he's going to sign a long-term contract until next year, which they say he's going to do. But awful risky. LeBron's got, uh, uh, he's got that program doing whatever he wants. Hey, I want to congratulate the Raptors. My grandson, Johnny, called it before the playoffs entered the playoffs. I said, Johnny, who's going to win the play- the playoffs? He went with the two seed in the East. I couldn't believe it. The Raptors, big win for Canada. Uh, be real interesting to see what Kawhi does. But uh, hats off to the Raptors. They got a great fan base, and that was a great um, NBA Finals. Hey, I don't know if any of you guys caught it last night. A big night. Dawn at the Downs out of Churchill Downs. Uh, Dallas Stewart, one of my favorite trainers, uh, who always hits the board at a big price, lit it up uh, last night, uh, seeking the soul, uh, upset winner of the Foster Handicap out there. So uh, big news there. Um, and I want to wish, I meant to do it last week when I was on the show, but I, I want to wish uh, my Louisville Cardinals baseball team uh, good luck in the College World Series, which I believe starts tonight. Obviously, I'm not going to get to watch it here. Uh, I can't even pick up the U.S. Open here, but uh, um, but uh, got to wish the cards big good luck out here. Uh, speaking of the U.S. Open, Kepka's three back, going for the three-peat, guys. Jack didn't three-peat the U.S. Open. Tiger never three-peated the U.S. Open. I think there was one American back in, the, like, 1904 that might have done it. Uh, but uh, he will absolutely be rewriting. He's won four of the last majors. You know, this guy doesn't even have many regular tour wins on his belt, but, boy, he sure rises to the occasion. He's, I think, three back today, um, Gary Woodland, and then uh, the very formidable Justin Rose. So that's going to that's gonna be uh, something big. Hey, guys, you know, I knew Scott Satterfield. I, I, thought I, I thought it was a good hire when Tyra hired him. But, man, he is really on fire right now. And one of the best signs, he, he's, uh, I think he's picked up, there are 16 or 17 signs signed for uh, next year's class and a whole bunch 10 or 12 in the last four or five days but the one that really excites me they picked up a five-star kicker yesterday the number four rated kicker in the country out of georgia and uh you know not, not just college football but uh i think the nfl uh really underestimates drafting kickers but uh they're the ones at the end of the games that so many times either win or lose get carried off on people's shoulders or get dumped down and uh, get ostracized in the clubhouse and no one talks to them Death in the locker room. So uh, it's a, that I couldn't be happier, but uh, he Satterfield picked up uh, the, the, the trash heap that Bobby Petrino left the Cardinal football program in and has done a very, very good job and picking up all kinds. And what I really like about this class is that he's concentrated in the trenches, uh, a lot of uh, offensive and defensive linemen. And then yesterday to top it off with a five-star kicker. So, guys, that's all I got for you. But I, I just want to tell you the show sounds fantastic in London, England. And uh, I'll hang up and listen. But happy Father's Day to everybody. Great stuff, as always, from our man there, Brian the Insider. He's in London. Wow. Did y'all, did y'all get in an argument or something? Because 
You went to a boxing match, right? He didn't take you to London with him? Yeah, I don't know what the deal was there. Didn't offer me the London Goodness. tickets. There's got to be boxing matches there, too. Got to be. Wembley. <laughs> Great stuff there from Brian. I, a couple of things he touched on that I found to be interesting. Mm-hmm. We are a sports show, sports show, so we talk about all things in the world of sports. He, the low-hanging fruit there for me was talking about the value of a kicker. I don't know. That's just interesting. Uh, he was given Satterfield props for signing a big kicker. Uh, but I, I love it. What do you think of the job Satterfield's doing right now, Gary Love, at scouting you on Twitter? They got all the playing time in the world to offer. So kids are going to commit. Um, Two and ten. Two yeah. wins, ten losses is what they did last year. Mm-hmm. What are we expecting for next year? Three wins? Maybe or, four. Or should I get real wild and say maybe four? Maybe four. Most, That's most, what I'm Yeah, most people have them going four and eight. Okay. So. But, you know, they start the season with Notre Dame. That's going to be a tough game for them. Uh, you don't want them to, you know, lose all their faith after the first game. It seems like after the Alabama game last year, it just kind of fell apart. Uh, they need to stick together even if they don't pull out the Notre Dame win. But I don't know what to expect from this team. You got everything's pretty much new. Uh so, it, but, you know, it'll be interesting to see what uh, he can do in his first year, Satterfield. No question about it. Louisville Combat Academy <laughs> buzz line is 502-384-1450. We're going to head to a break. Be sure to stay tuned. My man Chris Embry, Gary Love, Doc Parks, and myself. We will be back with more of the weekend sports buzz. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz, live here on 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, WXVW, the Big X. We want to thank Louisville Combat Academy for their support, located at 10105 Dixie Highway, Louisville, Kentucky, 40272. If you want to check out martial arts, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, if you want to do kickboxing for staying in shape, or if you're tough and you want to become an MMA fighter, an MMA fighter, Louisville Combat Academy in Valley Station is the place to go. We appreciate their support. We were talking in the break. Brian called in, and he was very positive about the Louisville recruiting, which is great. Mm -hmm. Brian follows the Louisville football team. But looking at some of the rankings, you know, yes, the recruiting is now better than it was at the end of the Bobby Petrino era, Bobby 2.0 era. But how great really is it, Gary? As Louisville fans, they went two and ten last year. Yep, that's not good. No. Uh, what, what are the expectations? You know what I mean. <laughs> it, it, it seems like just a few years ago, much of Louisville's fan base for the football team was like this: "We're only inches away from being national champions." Am that's I wrong? Right. right. Yeah. That wasn't that long ago. Lamar yep. Jackson's coming back. Oh, if we don't win a championship this year, national championship this year, it's a disappointment. How long ago was that? Last year, before the season started. So within the past two years. Yeah. 
Um, we've been all four of us have been here on the weekend sports buzz for a while, mm-hmm. and we've seen that. So I'm not trying to say Brian was wrong. He's positive. He he feels the the positivity and the uptick on the momentum. But I mean, what a, a stark reminder at how low Bobby Petrino allowed this program to get mm-hmm. in just overnight. Just yeah. overnight, yeah. they were so high, mm-hmm. and they were so low. And you know, you can't really uh, bank on these recruiting rankings in football. And I'm not saying that because Louisville's – obviously I think they're doing much better than they did under Bobby Petrino recruiting. Uh, but the rankings in football are just so off the charts wrong mm-hmm. at times. So I don't know. You have to wait until they get out there and actually to mm-hmm. see what they've got. Just like Kentucky, there's no telling until they get out there and start playing. Absolutely. <clears throat> but uh, definitely a uptick from what Louisville was used to having in the last couple of years of Bobby Petrino. Yeah. Um, That's because all Bobby Petrino uh, recruited was wide receiver and defensive backs. I mean, what? I don't even know what style uh, Satterfield's <laughs> going to play. So I don't. I have no clue what to expect from this Louisville team. Yeah, but they're doing good in recruiting, and that's they need any. To, uh, sign of positivity mm-hmm. for the Louisville football team. And yeah, it looks like they're they're recruiting some some big guys, some interior guys. Which, you know, if you don't have an offensive line or a defensive line, then you're not going to be very good no matter what. Mm-hmm. I mean, Kentucky, their offensive line, unless you have Lamar Jackson on your team, right? Yeah, or somehow you can get Michael Vick to come back and Somebody play in his scramble. prime. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a couple yeah. different exceptions to that historically. Mm-hmm. Am I wrong? You can kind of make up for a lot of things yeah. if you do have someone like Lamar Jackson. But you're not going to get another Lamar Jackson, if we're being honest, no. right? No. Right. No. Realistically, that's just a, almost a once-in-a-generation. And Bobby Petrino does deserve credit, in my opinion, for orchestrating a lot of that success. Not all of it. Yeah. I mean, the, the lion's share of the credit obviously goes to Lamar Jackson. Right. Yeah. But Bobby Petrino did help to enable that. So I don't think historically we look back and say Bobby Petrino was bad for the program. That's not what I'm suggesting. I'm just acknowledging, much like Denny at the end of his Louisville tenure. Yeah. You let the you let the bar get so low. You and what it boils down to is you stop recruiting. Yes. That's what Denny did. That's yes. what Bobby did. Am I and wrong? Bobby's yep. too young to be getting into that comfort zone where he don't recruit. I don't know what he was doing. Nobody's old enough for that. What do you, you, right. you know, he doesn't have an excuse you're He saying. don't have yeah. an excuse. Bob, or Denny, we were like, okay, he got old. Yeah. So he didn't have the energy. He, and plus, it's harder to relate to these kids when you're in your 70s, right? No, Tub, or 60s. For some, it is. Right. Tubby, Tubby Smith quit recruiting, too, his last yeah. four years. But I don't know that he ever did. He had the one class in 04, 05. Marquis Estel. No, Rondo, uh, Randolph Morris. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. He had a good class there. But other than and that. And that was no. all him. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's why we have Gary Love here, yeah, is so. the historical Kentucky. Uh, you you were ready to defend that quickly, but okay, that's right. Because yeah, that is a Randolph Morris, Rondo. Who else was in that class? Yeah, Mel Bradley. Patrick Sparks. Okay. Yeah, but he's a transfer. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, they, I mean, that was, that was like his big, big recruiting year. That was Joe Crawford in uh, 04-05. Ramel Bradley. Yeah, when they... When we went up to uh, Indianapolis and watched them play Cincinnati. Yes. In the tournament. It was a very good team. If you ever let your recruiting dip, it better, it better just be a one-year thing, okay? Mm-hmm. Right. Guys like Roy Williams, um, occasionally, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Occasionally, you can have one year, right, Gary? Yep. There's recent yep. examples of that. Cal doesn't. Well, 
Rick Pitino did in uh, 2010. Okay. Remember everybody wanted to run him out of the – they wanted oh, to run him away. And then before they recruit, won the title. Yeah, then his recruiting picked up. Yeah. So, yeah, you just – I think these coaches get comfortable – and they mm-hmm. expect kids, oh, well, we're doing good. We, they expect kids. Sometimes to you, you have difficulty. There's behind-the-scenes things that are changing that we don't know about. Your representative for Adidas got a promotion and is no longer the money man that you were used to him being. Mm-hmm. Or whatever's going on, because let's right. be honest, there's cash being exchanged. Yep. <clears throat> well, I mean, since we're already on this topic, uh, Calipari uh, finalized his um, uh, career contract at Kentucky – uh, where he is now making, I believe, eight point six million a year. Is that right? Gary? Yeah, ten year, eighty six million dollars. Um, eight point six, and that's not even his endorsements. Uh, and then if he wants to stop coaching in uh, the sixth year of the contract, he can become a an ambassador for, I believe, it's nine point five. Or I'm sorry. Uh, Nine hundred and fifty thousand a year. Yeah, I think he's on. I think he's only got about five years left, five or six. So if he wants to do that, I think he may try to get in the NBA again. But he'll be sixty five, sixty six then. I just don't see him going back to the NBA. I I think he loves starting over with a new uh, team every year. Uh, he wants to get as many players in the NBA uh, as possible. We'll see. I mean. I'm just happy he's coaching at Kentucky, and let's see if he can keep – if he can win number two because a lot of the callers uh, hold that over his head that he's only won one title. So, let's see if he can add to that. You know, a lot of coaches have won one title, but not very many have won two. Mm. That's right. That's very slim pickings right yeah. there. <clears throat> can you name all the coaches? That have won two? Yeah. Bobby Knight, Denny Crum, all right. Rick Pitino. No, I guess not. Well, we'll give it to him. Okay, Rick Pitino, uh, John Wooden, Roy Williams, Coach K, that's six. Eight off or up. Eight off or up. Okay. Uh, 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 Calhoun. Calhoun won three. You're right. Okay, mm-hmm. can't leave Billy him Donovan. off. Billy Donovan. Donovan won two in a row. All right, we're at nine. Who are we leaving off? John Not Wooden. Not many. I already said John oh, Wooden. did you? Okay. Uh, that's nine. That's nine. There's got to be someone else we're leaving off. Oh, I mentioned Bobby Knight, didn't yeah. I? Villanova won two. Jay yeah, Wright. Jay Wright. Yeah, that's yeah. ten. Okay. Yeah. That's 10. Am I leaving anybody off? That's it uh, that I can think of. Maybe there was one back in the day. Uh, Fog Allen? Oklahoma State. Fog one Allen. Two. Fog Allen? Fog Allen. Did you, Gary, it, you, it, yeah, it depends on if you, if you count the, the NABC titles they won in 51. Larry 52. Brown won one with UCLA. 88. Or no, with Kansas. Kansas. I'm sorry. I meant with Kansas. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that, we're at 10. Yep. That's about it. About it? I mean, there may be some like in the early like we 40s Denny. and yeah. 50s. Ten I, coaches have won multiple titles in the history of college basketball. Mm-hmm. Cal is working toward being the 11th. Mm-hmm. I bet there's somebody we're leaving off. But regardless, this is a good conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the bread and butter of the weekend sports buzz is college basketball. Yeah, if we care about callers. I mean, look at Jim. If we care about our listeners, it's college basketball, right? Yeah. I mean, Jim, ba- Jim Bayham has been coached for 45 years. He's, he's got, got one. He's got one. Oh, three. Yeah. We're sitting at 10. Kevin Ollie won one. A lot of guys won one. Yes. Yeah. You can yeah. slip I have in. The, I have the list here in front Please, of me. Please. Is there 10? Doc. Yes, Thank there you. is that's, 10. That's why we have Doc the producer. All right, list them, and let's see how we did. I'll go from the very bottom up to the top. Okay. So two of these names I, I've, I don't recognize. First one is 
Ed Jucker, the University the of Cincinnati. No. Won back to back. Oh, yeah, when he 61, had. 61 uh, 62. Uh, Oscar Robertson. Oscar Robertson. They won the national title? Yes. Next That's one. Right. I forgot. Phil, about that. Phil Wolpert, the who hell? also won back to back. 55 56. For what school? <clears throat> Uh, San Francisco. Bill San Russell. Francisco. Bill Russell. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That's 20 years before my time. <laughs> Golly. Bill Russell. Okay, and so there's only 10. That means that we added two people who didn't deserve to be on the list. Go on, Doc. Henry Eba, who Chris named, Oklahoma State, yeah. 45-46. Okay. Yeah. Golly, are you just starting out with That's the- That's who the, uh, the court's named after. Yes. Yeah. Go on. Branch McCracken for University of Indiana. Okay. I think they made that one up. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we're not talking about Hoosiers the movie. Did they win state titles? I don't know. <laughs> Jim Calhoun, of course. We got that. Yeah. BK, who? Bobby Knight. Bobby Knight. Bobby Knight. Yes. Roy, Adolph, we and named- Coach K, John Wooden. That's it. That's the order. Um, oh, because we added Rick. Rick yeah. doesn't deserve to be on that list. Well, and then Jay. Did you say Jay Wright? Don't. Yeah. What about Jay Wright? Yeah, he, not on the list. You got to o- update the list then. This yeah. list is from 2019. This, yeah, Jay, they, Jay Wright. No, 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 no. He only won one. Yeah, he, they got beat by uh, yeah, okay, North yeah, Carolina yeah. beat him. That's what it is. Yeah. Why was I thinking he won two? Because he's been in the conversation. They, they've been, they've been, they went to two out of the last three titles. Okay, there you go. That makes sense. Well, we all just were like, I have to oh, admit, yeah, Jay Wright's won two. Well, it felt like it. Cause well, I, feeling doesn't, <laughs> isn't always accurate, Chris. <laughs> I was dead wrong on Jay Wright. Okay. That's okay. I was too. I went along with it. You know, because he was the guy that couldn't get the monkey off his back about not winning a title or not going to the Final Four. I think I was thinking. He of, did win two. He yes. won in 2016 and 2018. I just checked I thought. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they Doc, got beat. He, I think they got beat by North Carolina in 17, was it? Huh? No, they beat North Carolina on a last-second shot by uh, yes. Jenkins. Yep. Chris Jenkins. Can't trust everything you read on the internet, I guess. That yeah. entire list was bogus. Fake Why? news, man. Fake, Fake news, I don't Doc. know if any of those coaches won any titles. Now think about Doc it. Doc would be one of those guys who's questioning a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> or or he's claiming to be a doctor. I don't, I don't know. I don't Maybe go, he's claiming to be a doctor, Doc. I don't go to the doctors, so. You think doctors are stupid? <laughs> I think a lot of them like throwing medicine at you. That's that, fair. That you don't know. I won't Absolutely. argue with that. I won't argue with that. I'm on the same boat there. Okay. We look pre- at that. Dumb old Doc ain't so dumb after all. Ah, uh, you're not dumb, man. No. So, yeah, they, they won on the – they beat North Carolina on the championship by, uh, shot by Chris Jenkins, and then they won, what, last year with um, – Not last year, the year before. before like, yeah. 2016, yeah. 2018. Yeah, 18, last year. Yep. So, Jay Wright obviously is in that conversation. Branch McCracken we left off. I don't forget what the other Cincinnati and San Francisco and San Francisco. I did know Bill Russell, you know, did real yeah. well at San Francisco. San Francisco. Yeah. What about a, a university? There's not many historically that drop off like that. San no. Francisco had Bill Russell. I mean, what the hell? Who did they hire? What, what happened to the recruiting after that? Yeah. Well, it's like Oklahoma State. <laughs> Somebody got lazy, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, talk about lazy recruiting. My God, I haven't heard of anyone else from San Francisco. That's a Have you guys? hit wonder, no. Have you got, who else went to San Francisco and When's played the, the NBA? last time they've made the tournament? I don't, I can't remember. I'll go apply for that job, try to resurrect the program. <laughs> there you go. Right? That's where Rick needs back, to go. Back then it took one player, didn't it? That's Apparently. what it seemed like, yeah. But yeah. a generational player. Yeah, oh yeah. Bill Russell won, what, nine titles with the Celtics? Yeah, yeah. sounds right, yeah. 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 Apparently, we don't know, though. We are all just questioning ourselves yeah. on the Jay Wright. But our initial gut instinct, we were all accurate. We said yeah. two titles. Yeah. 
you know that that list is not updated yeah. for whatever reason. But Jay Wright. So so we back, had, well, to wrap it back around, Gary. Yeah. Gary, Calipari is trying to get a, join yeah. that very exclusive yes list, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. If he works real hard, and he has some great recruiting classes, and he does some good X's and O's coaching, one day he'll be as great as Denny. There you go. Maybe. Isn't it funny how – All right, we're going to break. <laughs> I think it's funny how – Is that a shot at Kentucky fans? <laughs> well, no. Denny, I mean, Denny's a, a better coach than Cal ever was as of right now, right? Uh, yeah, but to speak that sentence is purposefully yeah. has malice behind it. Yeah. I'm just trying to stir as up right some now, dialogue. I think he's correct. I mean, look, you got to go by titles. Uh, but – I'm a Kentucky fan, and I'm I'm reluctant to say that I still think Calipari. I don't know. He he's not done yet. So okay, you're reluctant to say what? Well, I I hate to say. You know, Blues listening, right? You were reluctant to say well, what? Well, you know, you, there's a lot of people that put too much emphasis actually on the coach. Okay. Uh, in Calipari's system, uh, he sets it up for the players to uh, advance as far as they can uh he you know he don't do it the same way jay wright does it uh you got a new team every year you don't put as much offensive plays or defensive plays when you have so many new players every year so uh a lot of people say well he does that to himself he could recruit you know less talented players and they'll stick around longer but you know the truth of the matter is anybody would take the best players available uh, and if you don't think so, you're lying to yourself. Uh, give me the best and go from there. We appreciate everyone tuning in to the Weekend Sports Buzz brought to you by Louisville Combat Academy. We're going to head to a break. Be sure to stay tuned. Chris, Gary, Doc, and I will be back with more of the Weekend Sports Buzz. Welcome back to the second segment of the Weekend Sports Buzz with Kelly Patrick. We appreciate everyone staying tuned to the Weekend Sports Buzz this morning. We are broadcast live on 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, WXVW, the Big X, out of the Jeffersonville, Indiana studio, broadcast all over the southern Indiana area and Louisville markets. We want to thank our man Dugan Ryan and Ryan Media for allowing us to be on the air each and every Sunday to rehash everything in the world of sports. We also want to thank Louisville Combat Academy, located at 10105 Dixie Highway, Louisville, Kentucky, 40272. We want to thank them for their support. Of the topics we haven't got to this morning, Tyson Fury. Mm, look look great. Beat Tom Schwartz by Technical knockout with six six seconds left in the second round in Las Vegas last night. He looks great. We're saying the NBA is in a good spot right now. We all agreed 
this free agency debacle, right, Doc? Do you agree with that? Yes. Okay. So all four of us agree. Anthony Davis to the Lakers is good for parity in the NBA, and the NBA is in a good spot. I would say the boxing heavyweight division is now in a better spot than it's been <sighs> since the 70s? Well, name a more interesting division right now. Certainly not a more interesting division right now. And when's the last time you've been able to say that? Not since I've been alive. Yeah, in the 90s, there was Tyson and Holyfield and Lennox Lewis, and that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was it, though, those three. Yeah. There's really no other heavyweight contender for the most part. Not really at that time. I guess in 95, George Foreman did knock out Michael Moore to, at the age of 45, get the regain the heavyweight title. That was exciting. So in the 90s, there was some, some buzz in the heavyweight division. There was. Mm-hmm. You can't shrug that off entirely, can oh, you, Doc? I, that was the height of You can't shrug me. that off. The, the best fight in the 90s was Mike Tyson versus Lennox Lewis for a heavyweight. The best, yeah. The, and that wasn't even a good fight. That's what I was going to say. Not That's what I, was getting. I don't disagree with that because I think Lennox Lewis is one of the best heavyweights of all time. Definitely better than Mike Tyson, in my opinion. But you know, Lennox Lewis, uh, he's had he had a good fight with Klitschko. Uh-huh. Beat uh huh. Beat him. Yeah, beat him. Um, I think the nineties were real good as far as okay. So, so we're now working on trying to reach that again. But right yeah. now, what we got going on is amazing. Yeah. It's definitely an uptick, big time. There's a lot of storylines. You don't have just one guy to you know center the attention on. There's it, it's doing really good. Brian, the insider, and I were able to be present. That's awesome. For a pivotal moment in the entire landscape, right? That is really cool. <laughs> right? That's a that's a pivotal pivotal moment in boxing that you witnessed live. That was pretty awesome. Because At Madison Square Garden where the fat guy, the little short fat guy, Andy Ruiz Jr., got in the cage and everyone was, I'm sorry, in the ring and everyone was laughing at him, right? Yeah. He was mocked on social media prior to that fight. That's why I love it. And I, I'm pulling for this guy, man. He's not an American. Is that bad that I'm pulling for somebody? He is an American. Well, American. that's right. But it, it, he, he doesn't claim America. Yeah, he, he's representing Mexico. Though. I'll still cheer for him. I like I Mexico do too. I, I think he, he's... he he was born in California. Okay, he lives in California. I would rather cheer for the Mexican fighter than the English fighter. Oh my God, I can't stand the English. <laughs> I'm same. <laughs> no, I don't dislike the English, but. Andy Ruiz Jr., although he's claiming Mexico, a la Oscar de la Hoya, who yep. was also born in La-Hoya, California. Yep. yep. In his entire career, who did he claim? He flew the flag of Mexico. Mm-hmm. So Andy Ruiz Jr. is taking a, a page out of his book. But the heavyweight division right now is amazing. What's next? Last night, Tyson Fury looked great. Did you guys see any of those clips? He Tyson lo- Fury is awesome. And he's lost so much weight. Yes. I mean, he was he was a big guy for oh he got ever. up to four hundred yeah did you see uh, what he what he said about Anthony Joshua he said a couple things He's, because immediately he immediate okay but the first thing he said when it happened was he kind of gave him a vote of confidence but what are you referring to he he said the other day that Anthony Anthony Joshua is finished he yeah. said he will lose his rematch to Ru, to Ruiz uh huh so I don't disagree with that right who do we think will win that. You think Anthony Joshua will come back and avenge his loss to Andy Ruiz Jr. a la Sugar Ray Robinson? Every time Sugar Ray Robinson lost in his career, he lost. He lost plenty. He always came back and beat him. So if you avenge your loss in boxing, historically, I'm not going to say it eliminates it. Everyone always knows that you lost. 
but significant if you significant if you can come back and beat him once and ideally then twice you think Ruiz ends up saying no mas I don't know if Ruiz wins again you know <clears throat> the other guy's going to be done uh, to me Anthony Joshua Joshua he's just not um I think he they built him up and I don't think he's as good as advertised I look at it like this anytime you get knocked out TKO or whatever people start to question your chin I mean, look at the guys that yes. got knocked out the first time, how much easier it was the second time. Oh, yeah. And, That's how it works. You're yeah. right. So, it just depends on if he's got a glass jaw or how tough he really is. Because, to me, I didn't think he was that hurt in a fight. I think he quit. And that's the worst thing you can do is because people know that you don't have any heart. The ref, the ref and Anthony Joshua both say he did not actually quit. Although, it, it did look like that. Mm-hmm. It did. Yeah, and the ref was saying to him, are you okay? You got to say something to me. You got to say something to me. Are you okay? Are you okay? He couldn't respond. Mm -hmm. Okay, so did he consciously not respond knowing that he was done? He got knocked down twice in the seventh. Mm -hmm. Got knocked down twice in the third, and then again twice in the seventh. So, I mean, in that left hook that Ruiz connected on right here in the back of his head. Mm -hmm. His bell was still ringing. That clearly wobbled him. Mm -hmm. Yes. If you get hit real hard, and, you know, somebody 270 – like Ruiz, who just really connects. That's a lot of weight behind that punch for a guy who's been boxing his entire life. Yep. He tagged him there. He was wobbly. You could see the big, tall Anthony Joshua was almost out on his feet at times. I mean, he was very wobbly. And historically, prior to, I guess, Lennox Lewis was 6'5". Okay. But historically, being that tall is not always a good thing in the in the heavyweight division. Mm-hmm. Prior to the Klitschko's and Tyson Fury and now the current era, Deontay Wilder, the current era suggests otherwise. Mm-hmm. But historically, being that tall does not help you in boxing. Yeah. How tall right. was Ali? 6'2". Yeah, you had Ali. Six, you had I'll, four, I'll bring it up here. Foreman was relatively tall. Mm-hmm. But uh, but that's not 6'7". Joe seven. Frazier was small. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I agree with that. But, like, I, I thought... 6'3". Ali was 6'3". Yeah, I always thought, like, I was a huge fan of Roy Jones Jr., he got knocked out the first time, and after that, he was done. His chin just left. Mm-hmm. So, I guess he lost his speed or whatever, and people could connect on him. But once you get knocked out the first time, it's just so much easier to me, it seems like. I don't know. I've never been knocked out. Mm-hmm. Neither I'm, pre- have I'm a pretty tough guy. No, I doubt it. But, you know. <laughs> You've never been knocked out. That means you have a better chin than Anthony Joshua, or right? maybe, Or maybe just means that I choose my bad. You, avoid, you <laughs> yeah. avoid those situations. Have you That's- ever had a concussion? I've never been diagnosed with one. But I played football a lot, so growing up, I'm sure I have. Once you get the concussion, that's as good as being knocked out. But there are different degrees of concussions. That's true. Well, anytime you get knocked out, you've de facto had a concussion. Oh, yeah. If you're knocked out, that's clearly a concussion. Right. But if you look into the CTE studies, which I actually, uh, through the University of Louisville and Dr. Tad Seifert, a neurologist, I participated in a concussion study for the University of Louisville. And I basically, what it meant is I watched a bunch of boxing and MMA matches. A bunch. It took me forever. I didn't realize what I was getting into. But I said when I thought they had a concussion. So, in my opinion, if you get tagged real hard in the head, real hard, even a jab, I think that counts as a concussion according to a neurologist. And, you know, since we're... And you're dazed. If you're like, oh, God, he's dazed. And then even if he then comes back, that's a concussion. And, you know, the way we've been questioning doctors today, we need to see those studies and see if we agree with them. 
What do you think? You're right. Because <laughs> we've, we've questioned all the doctors today, I think. We have. Yeah. And this is – you're right. This is a recurring theme of today's show because definitively, if, you want, if you're worried about your, the health of your brain, Doc, one piece of advice I have for you, if that's your number one priority, is quit sparring, kickboxing, and don't get back in the cage and fight MMA because that's a, a hazard, right? Yeah. Oh, None yeah. of us will disagree with that. And no. walk around with a helmet on all day. Yeah, that would be ideal. <laughs> yeah. Don't leave the house. Yeah. yeah. It's bad for you to get punched. But or kicked in the head. I mean yeah. and I'm no doctor. It's probably why my memory's so bad. I mean, I, all the street fighting and stuff. Yeah, I know. Have I you know ever been it. knocked out, Chris? Uh no, I've been dazed. Okay. But I've knocked out a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Alan's seen a bunch uh, of yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm having flashbacks of the fair. This is actually a big concern of not uh, the head injury aspect. This is a concern of mine, not for my life outside of fighting, but in fighting, I'm worried. Uh, I've been knocked down two of my last three fights. Yeah, I would say those certainly suffice as concussions. Well, yeah, I agree. I was I I Eric almost Harris. can guarantee uh, yeah I was concussed after both those two fights. But you your 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 wits you kept your jujitsu muscle memory with you right that was almost beyond right yeah what was it like I, because if you guys didn't see Doc Parks last fight which is available on YouTube Doc Parks versus Eric Harris he got dropped yeah but it, he, <laughs> he had a quick recovery though. he did his body knew what to do so here's the funny thing after the fight we we walk back to the dressing room and I James London my coach says he says to me he goes hey man yeah you got tagged real good in there but I mean it was great recovery and good finish something along to the effect of that and I go I got tagged I thought I took him down and he's like no Goodness. you got dropped and he jumped on top of you and I'm like I don't remember any of that not at all. Uh, to this day, I don't remember. Well, any that, of that that's happened. your answer. You were concussed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You well, know what's funny is people have asked me in recent months. I forget when, but have you ever been knocked out? And I've said no. I just now remember that actually, yeah, I have one time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. See, it, you, you it was years ago. I was about nineteen. Okay, we're going to head to a break. We appreciate everyone tuning in to the Weekend Sports Buzz. We want to thank Louisville Combat Academy, located at 10105 Dixie Highway, Louisville, Kentucky, 40272. Thank you for your support, Louisville Combat Academy. Be sure to stay tuned. We will be back with more of the Weekend Sports Buzz. Welcome back to the second hour of the Weekend Sports Buzz. We appreciate everyone tuning in to the Weekend Sports Buzz live here on 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. WXVW, the Big X. Gary was telling me about an interesting article he saw in the paper recently. Gary, it is Father's Day, so sure it's a little coincidental that this is the theme, but what article did you read, Gary? Uh, they released, WDRB released a... Uh, a list of deadbeat dads, people that owed by child support and stuff like that, and I just thought it was so special. Shout out today on Father's Day to all the good da- good dads out there. <laughs> Not so much of a shout out to the guys on that list, right? Absolutely, right. we all four agree on that. They don't deserve a shout out, do no. they? Absolutely no. not. Doc, you agree? 
I don't know any of these people personally. Okay, so, so it could, we, we don't know the situation. In one direction or the other. Well, That's fair. That's we actually a fair Got to hear both sides. Gary and I know one of the people, but obviously <laughs> how much we're does not going to give him a shout out. You're not going to name him, but how much does he owe? $85,000. Is he in jail? Needs to be. <laughs> <laughs> Doc, do you think if someone owes 85000 of child support, they deserve to be in jail? They could have got rigged on the... At the, on the decision, look at how much Gilbert Arenas pays. <laughs> yeah. Wait a second. What are you guys laughing at? <laughs> Child support in the professional athletes is a wild topic because they do it based on your current income. No, it's not necessarily like, well, they don't take into consideration, well, you're only going to be in the NBA for two more years. Exactly. Right. I, I'm just thinking of, of the, the course we have taken with Doc today, leaving kids, <laughs> leaving his kids on steps. Well, uh, it's Father's Day. You know, get, we got to cover all the bases. And then getting messed around on child support. And then forcing me to defend these guys, too. Now. I'm not now. forcing you to. Hey, let's, you, let's, let's, no one's forcing let's you talk, to defend them, Doc. Hey, let's talk about the future. If he leaves his kids on your porch, are you going to get him for child support? Yeah, that's a good question. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's not look past the fact that the show started with Doc saying – if he does have kids, he's going to leave them on my front porch. <laughs> Did someone force you to say that, Doc? <laughs> That's crazy. Oh. <laughs> so, back to the, the prolific heavyweight division right now. I don't want to lie on the air, okay? That's the only reason why I'm being forced to say it. You, okay, I do appreciate you wanting to be honest, right? It's good. Yeah, I agree. It certainly makes for entertaining radio. If you just say the vanilla politically correct thing every time that's no fun he's saying if i was a father i would be a deadbeat <laughs> and that's why he chooses not to be a father <laughs> exactly uh, that's crazy so there's plenty to talk about to continue with the theme of the heavyweight division the nba and current college basketball recruiting talk gary chris what what's hot right now well they finally got all the uh they finally got all the players on. Well, I think Kentucky's waiting on Johnny Juzang. I think he gets here today or tomorrow because he just graduated last week. Um, I seen, uh, was it yesterday? I think yesterday um, Louisville had Donovan Mitchell. They had they had Trey Young. They had a bunch of guys on campus working out with the Louisville team. Okay. So, they uh, – Well, what about Kerry Blackshear? Do you think uh... – I think he he finished his visit up to Tennessee yesterday. Rumors right now have him on Kentucky's campus Tuesday. I don't like that we're not the first or last visit. Well, if if he goes to Kentucky Tuesday, it will be his last because it'll be his fifth. Okay. Oh, it will be his. Well, you you had Florida, Arkansas, Tennessee. No, because he he didn't go to Memphis. Memphis is trying to get in there too. That's what I'm worried about. Yeah. I don't want Memphis getting the last visit. I don't – if if he's worried about playing at Kentucky and Memphis has James Wiseman, which he's not going to play in front of him. And they've got DJ Precious, Jeffries. And they got Precious Achua. Yeah. So, if he's worried about minutes, then he's not going to go to Memphis. I, I could see him picking Florida over Memphis, actually. And I'm not saying he's going to Florida. I would love to have him at Kentucky. Uh, if he did come to Kentucky, he would start uh, right alongside E.J. Montgomery, I believe. He would, but I'm a firm believer that I don't think Kentucky needs him. I don't think they do either. I, there's one player that people are not looking at on Kentucky's roster mm -hmm. that wasn't necessarily recruited to fit that position, but Keon Brooks is 6'10 now. Yeah. 
Okay, and he's a big time. It, it's a guard. By you know, he can yeah. play like a guard. Yeah. So, Kerry um, Blackshear wants to go to a team to where the NBA is going to four out one in, right? And and, the, and your big guys got to be able to shoot. And he's not going to do that in Kentucky. Kentucky has way too many guards, way too many wings. And E.J. Where, Montgomery can yeah, shoot. So. so you don't want him camped out on the perimeter. Yeah, Kentucky needs somebody down there. He's a bruiser. He can, But that's they, the thing. Is it going to help his draft status? I doubt it. But he could win a championship. Yeah. These kids that are grad, grad transfers, there's not a whole lot that's going to help their draft status. Right. Because they wasn't they – wasn't, Draftable prior yeah, to going to prior the to three to four years. Right. So nothing they do is not. I mean, the only way that they can help themselves is having good workouts. Well, if say Blackshear goes to Kentucky, mm -hmm. Kentucky wins a national championship, that can get you drafted. If you win a championship, look at Daniel Orton. Okay, well they didn't win a championship, but look at Daniel Orton. Uh, getting drafted just by the hype of that team. Well, not only that, but Dan, I think Daniel Orton was a top 12 to 14 kid, and he's a true freshman. But he averaged three points a game, but and he, he got drafted yeah. in the first round. Yeah. He was so – I think he, he's he's so athletic. And, you know, he's on this team, this Kentucky team, that's going to compete for the $2 million. Oh, he is. He's on DeMarcus Cousins' uh, I didn't team. think he would – well – it's not a university event, so no, because they got two different UK teams in it, right? And I don't think UK would ever invite him back. No, because he's the only <clears throat> player in Cal's tenure that didn't finish school in the second semester. That's right. So and um, but no, I mean, Kerry Blackshear would be a luxury to have. He's six ten, two fifty, seventeen. I think fifteen points a game for his career. Uh, CBS has him as the number one center for the two thousand. 1920 season. Well, they had him number one center for the grad transfer list. The number well, one talking, center. No, no, I mean, I'm talking, they came out with a list yeah. of the top players at each position. Uh, they're, they're all American list. And they, they've got uh, Kerry Blackshear on there I mean, as the number yeah. one big I say I say James Wiseman would be. You know how some of these writers, they don't want to put a incoming freshman, freshman yeah. on those lists, and that's probably what we're talking about here. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing you can base. Uh, well, you got to think. He was the number one. He's the number one grad transfer. Nate Sestina, it was the number two grad transfer. And yeah. he, he'll be at Kentucky but that's, this year. There might be a big drop-off between those two players, though. I mean, do you think so? Because Nate Sestina averaged 16 points, nine rebounds, and shot 40% from the three-point line. At Bucknell. Not not at Virginia Tech. Virginia, That's, yeah. You know, yeah. Virginia Tech's in the ACC. Mm -hmm. uh, so, until Nate Sestina can – I can see him on the court. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm still uh, going to relegate him to the backup position yeah. on, you know. I just don't think Kerry Blackshear will bring much from an outside shooting point because he shot, I think, 30% was his high three-point shooting for his entire career. It's usually okay. 27, 28%. I don't see him advancing that part of his yeah. game yeah. enough yeah. to benefit him in the yeah. draft. I just don't see why he would go to Kentucky and say he wants to shoot three-pointers. Yeah, that's just uh, – that. that's not a recipe to get you a championship. But, Blue, the critics of John Calipari do say shooting at Kentucky is not where it should be, right? Right. If the one-and-done system does not lead to great shooters. So maybe that's where he's thinking is, I'm going to come in, I'm going to hit some three-pointers, I'm going to change the dynamic of the team, we'll win a title, everybody will be happy. Before we continue with our college basketball 
discussion, I want to thank my 11-year-old daughter, Caitlin, 10-year-old son, Johnny, for coming in. They brought me some very nice gifts today on Father's Day. Caitlin, I'll give Caitlin the headphone real quick. Caitlin, thank you for coming in. What, what, do, you, what do you have for us today? Happy Father's Day. <laughs> Happy Father's Day, all right. Johnny, I will say thank you for coming in. I also will give you just a quick shout-out for I think you chose the Warriors to win the finals this year. Sorry to say that the Raptors actually won, but thanks for coming in anyways. Do you want to correct me, Johnny? I said the Raptors would win before the playoffs. I knew that would get – he didn't want to say anything. I knew that would get a response out of him. Johnny, who did you predict to win the the NBA finals this year before the playoffs started? Raptors. Toronto Raptors. Okay, so thank you so much. We appreciate that. Johnny Patrick, Caitlin Patrick, thank you very much for, for coming in and for all the great gifts today. I switched shirts out there in the hallway. You guys see a dad. Mm-hmm. It looks like a ju- guy doing a judo throw. So they got me a really cool shirt. You see that, oh, Doc? that's awesome. Yeah. Nice and shirt. And a, a real nice uh, framed thing of pictures of them. So And a couple cards. A couple cards here. One, and Johnny's said, I know you're secret. You're trying to be secret. You try to keep it suppressed, but I know you like me more than you do your sister. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's what Johnny said in the card. Caitlin's card said Happy Father's Day. Didn't say anything about that. Oh, okay. No, didn't say anything like that. Just Johnny tried to separate himself from Caitlin. Johnny did something that I could never have done and predicted the Raptors to win it prior to the playoffs. He did. The number two seed in the East, Johnny chose. He was really sold on the Kawhi Leonard. He's always been real high on Kawhi Leonard as an NBA superstar, and apparently that came to fruition this year. I mean, I don't know who would have really predicted that that happened other than Johnny, but what, it happened. What did he learn from this? He should have put money down on it. Yeah, the, the, the key thing, <laughs> the key takeaway I want from today's Father's Day episode is, A, <laughs> a lot of fathers are deadbeats, right? That's right. And there's documentation of it. What did you say, WDRB.com, Gary? Yeah. Anybody can look for that. There's mm-hmm. a lot if you want to find one of your neighbors or one of your friends. Lot of, there's a chance their name's on that list. B, so that's A. B is you, everybody should gamble more. Right, Chris? <laughs> that's right. If you I, if you feel like something's going to happen, imagine if I had put a bunch of money on Andy Ruiz Jr. knocking out Anthony Joshua. That's right. I could have made some money there. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And I did think he had a chance, but – to be honest, I wasn't that confident would, that he was going to win. Right. I would love to see the odds prior to the playoffs of what the Raptors, what the odds would be of them if you would have put money down. I would think it would be at least a 25 to 1 or something like that. I, you know, that was, that's my opinion. I think Johnny did a great job predicting them. What do you think Kawhi Leonard does now? Wow, that's a great question. I, If I'm advising him, I'll say this, Kawhi. Stay in Canada, man. Absolutely. You got an entire country behind you. If if we learn anything from the promotion of boxing, to tie it back together, Andy Ruiz Jr. embraces Mexico because he wants an entire country to be behind that's him. That's right. If you have an entire country behind you, that's huge. If Kawhi stays there, he won a title. Kawhi has now won t- a title at two different teams. Mm-hmm. Not many players have done that. Nope. Especially MVP being MVP of two different teams. That's right, Chris. Great call. Also with... Um, with the rumors before the playoffs was he was going to go to the Clippers. Yep. It was almost a done deal. And, and he still may. He's yeah. from that area. Yeah. You know something that he needs to look at, I'm sure his agent has, obviously, is the fact that his tax bracket's a lot lower 
in Canada than if he was to go to the Clippers. Okay. I mean, the taxes in California are absurd. So mm-hmm. that would be a, a, a factor. But they have it, high taxes in Canada, too. But socialist, uh, socialized health care. The luxury taxes that are in California are should be illegal. But anyway. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, these guys make a lot of money, but the truth is some of these guys are in such high tax brackets that you can almost cut their – uh, pay in half. Yeah, almost. Right? I think in some parts, in, I may be wrong, but I think in some, in Canada, the income bracket, income tax stuff is very high. I don't know the, the specifics, but ca- California and Canada are two examples of very high taxes. Yeah. and So he'd be best off if he went to the Houston Rockets. There you go. Or some. Uh, or the Magic. Right. Yeah, Magic. Florida. Orlando yeah, Magic's probably yeah. the lowest tax, tax bracket in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. For some reason, nobody wants to go there now, it seems yeah. like. Well, Kawhi Leonard's great. Johnny predicted before the, the playoffs that the number two seed in the East, the Raptors would win it. They did. What's next for Kawhi Leonard? I don't know. What, what's your gut tell you, Gary? <sighs> I think he I think he goes back West Coast. Okay. I mean, real quick, just... real quick. The Louisville Combat Academy buzz line is 502-384-1450. We got our man, the myth. The legend, the truth, is on the line with us. Truth, how are you this morning? Oh, just having a good time. Just enjoying Father's Day. I was in Bloomington this weekend and had a good time. Happy Father's Day to you. All right. Hey, let's talk about that Trey yesterday. I call that uh, Trey like Herschel Walker. don't you think that was – I think that trade was bigger than Herschel Walker did. And to clarify, Truth's historical reference is when the Cowboys traded away Herschel Walker, what they got in return was a bunch of draft picks. They got Michael Irvin, Emmett Smith, I think Troy Aikman maybe. I don't know. I forget the exact details. But they then went on to win some Super Bowls because of that trade. So you're saying, Truth, you're a lifelong Lakers fan, aren't you? Yes, I am. Okay. You think the Lakers got ripped off? Well, I here's why I look at it. I think they gave up too much players for him, for real. Okay. I mean, come on. Uh, I, I and I'm I, I was thinking about the Lakers done this once before. Uh, when they got Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, they gave up uh, four starters. One of those guys was Junior Bridgman. Yeah. For a local reference. And and one played at IU, George McGinnis. Okay, gotcha. Gotcha, okay. He was in that try. That's the two trades I ever look. And it, I'm hoping it been a benefit like when we got Kareem. Okay, so I was going to say, he went on to win, I think, what, five titles with the Lakers? Yes, yes, five titles. So I'm I'm just looking at uh, when the Lakers make a trade uh, like that, uh, they, they are looking – more down to the road to okay. add more players with them like they did Kareem. Because if you look at it, they had Magic and the Capone, but they were making Kareem the centerpiece of the the championship run. Okay, and truth. While we have while we have you on the line, I will mention also congratulations to your Yankees for getting Edwin Encarnacion leads the American League in home runs. Your Yankees just got him. Listen. It's going to be scary when everybody get healthy with the Yankees. Everybody's scared of them now. I hate to see what's going on, but I still, I'm still counting our pitching staff. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not, you know, postseason and regular season, man, it's different. Pitching and is so, everything in the postseason. You're right, Truth. Yeah. I think Houston right now has got the best team. I mean, pitching-wise, Burlander having one of his best years. Mm-hmm. And he's pitching different. You know, I, I was looking at the last three years. He uh, he was throwing a lot of fastball, but he came up. He he's like CC's best. They have revent the game, uh, throwing a little curveballs. You know, they they mixing it up. They, you know, how Roger Clemens when he was a, a, a real fastball pitcher, then he had to, then he lost the swagger, mm-hmm. and then he learned how to start, how to learn how to train himself to pitch over. So that, that's what I like about baseball. Oh, it seems like the older they get, they become more a complete pitcher. Sure. I love it, Truth. That's that's some baseball talk there, if I've ever heard it, is a young flamethrower. What we heard was Truth Compare. Um, I think you said Roger Clemens, CC Sabathia, yeah. guys who then have to – you lose some velocity at some point. And if you want to pitch to very late years at a high level – you need to adjust it. You need to work on your timing and your off-speed pitches. And you're saying Justin Verlander of the Houston Astros has certainly done that. The Astros have 48 wins right now. That's the most in Major League Baseball. So, truth, you're right on with, I guess, the Astros are the, the odds-on favorite right now to win the World Series. Would you agree? Oh, of course not. You know, I like offense, but if you got good pitching, you shut down offense. Hey, let me throw something else out here at you. Uh, have you uh, been keeping up with AAU basketball? Yeah, of course, our man Gary Love has. Gary, this is your territory. What do you got for us, Truth? All right, Gary. What about, you know, everybody uh, uh, quit uh, Archie Miller, but I tell, I was in Bloomington this just yesterday, and I watched the 2021 class and the 2022 class, the young players in the state of Indiana. And I can, I, I was trying to pair, I have not seen this much talent in the state of Indiana for this 2021 class and 22. What do you think about that? Uh, Gary, that's that's a your, your territory question. Yeah, I, I, you know, I don't pay much attention to 2022, three years out. Okay. I learned my lesson on that when Seventh Woods was in the freshman in high school when he was the number one player in the country. And you see he's done transfer from North Carolina. He's turned out to be a very average player. Okay. So you got to let these kids – usually their junior year is when you know if they're going to be good or not. But they they uh, they called Seventh Woods the next LeBron James as a seventh grader, and he's turned out to be so average. It's unreal. So usually, probably about this time next year, I'll probably have more of a handle on who's going to be great out of that class or what. Let me let me throw you some names out there. I'm, listen, I hope the Hoosier fans can get the wax out of their ears. You get James Blackman, the brother, and you get uh, Luke uh, Good or something like that, and he's going to be in that class. And... Indiana could have a monster class in the next two class, two, 2021. And you know what? All of them from the state of Indiana. It will be a top 10 class, including class. And I'm out of here. Great stuff, as always, from our man, The Truth. I love it. The Truth is turning back into resuming his role as a regular caller, regular yeah. contributor to the weekend sports buzz. Over the 
eight years that we've been on the air here every Sunday morning, I'd say the truth, Brian the Insider is probably the number one most common caller, okay? Mm-hmm. I guess the truth is number two over the entire entirety of the eight years, Gary. Mm-hmm. Would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. How many years have you been with us here, Gary? I think it's four, I believe. Four, okay. Yeah. And over those four years, you would you agree with those rankings? Mm-hmm. Yep. Brian the Insider is number one as far as frequency of calls. Mm-hmm. Who's number two is the truth? Who's number three? Marcus or Blue. Marcus or Blue. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, as far as we, we should have asked him is who's going to be recruiting those players to Indiana? And is Archie Miller still going to be there? Can Indiana keep these players in Indiana? I mean, yeah. because look at this current uh, recruiting class. You got Keon Brooks, went to Kentucky. Um, if he can secure those guys and they turn out to be what he says they are, yeah. then we can talk. It's hard, Like you said, it's hard to tell that far out. Yes, I mean, you're, you're looking three years down the road. These guys are freshmen in high school. You just can't – it's rare that you can pick a guy out of that and say they would be great. you know, by the time those guys come in, you're going to be able to go straight to the NBA. Who knows if the if 2022 will be the first year that they're going to be allowed. That's the very, very earliest. Cause yeah, I was going to say, is that official? It, it will be the, the – uh, uh, CBA isn't up the isn't up until 2021, so they wouldn't vote on it until then. Okay, how will that impact college basketball? It'll impact it, I think, enough to where <laughs> recruiting strategies will change. You will have uh, you've got some people saying that Calipari may end up start uh, recruiting other countries. Uh, he already does. Well, I mean, he's. <laughs> Not like the way they're talking here. I mean, he's got a game set up uh, to be played in London, and they're saying that he's got a recruiting angle attached to playing in London. So I don't know. Um, Whatever it is, whatever the change, however it affects the landscape, Calipari is usually the quickest to adjust and adapt. So I don't think there'll be any issue there for Kentucky. But – there's no tell. There's going to be a lot more of these grad transfers unless they change that rule. Okay. And then you'll have reclassifications being probably the top thing to get the best players by having them reclassify uh, a year ahead so they can play one year in college and go to the NBA the same year they would have gone to the NBA anyway. Mm-hmm. So I, I look at it like I don't think it's going to affect it that much. They're talking about if they do let them go to 2022, go to NBA draft. It's only going to be like ten or twelve guys, right? They'll send out invites to the combine. If those, if if you don't get invited to the combine, it means go to college. Uh, I think the NBA needs to change the rule also that if you do not get drafted, you do not lose your uh, as long as you status. As, yeah, as long as you don't sign with an agent. Like right now, you can sign with an agent, but you have to let them go as soon as you as soon as you decide you want to go back to college, right? But I agree, if you don't get drafted, but I think it it opens up free agency. It is. It's almost like it'll flood the market Mm -hmm. with all these players. And it really would mess up roster continuation, you know, from from season to season. They do need to put a cap on it, and uh, I'm sure they'll figure it out. Before we head to a break, I want to say, man, the recruiting of other countries, I don't know, man. I I mean, how big is basketball going to get? I don't think those players will be as – as good as the the guys who grew up around basketball here. Well, I mean, could you imagine Luca Luca Doncic sure. getting recruited to play at Kentucky or Duke or something? Gonzaga like that. owns the market 
Yes. On foreigners. Okay. They, that's their lifeblood. Sabonis. That, Do we count Sabonis as a foreigner? Rudy, yeah. Rudy Hajimura. He was. Could you say that again, please? Hajimura. His entire name. Rudy. All at once. <laughs> Chris, can you say it? I can barely Rudy, say it the first time. Rudy Hajimura. Okay. That's pretty good. So, so we're going to continue with our college basketball discussion. We are going to head to a break. We appreciate everyone tuning in to the weekend sports buzz. Stay tuned. We will be back. Welcome back to the final half hour of the Weekend Sports Buzz with Kelly Patrick. During the break, we were having some good conversation about some of the Truth's call, which we do appreciate as always, right? Truth is one of the best callers because he covered so much great things in his call. He did. I loved his conversation about Major League Baseball and pitchers, being forced to reinvent themselves as they get older, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, where's Marcus? That is as substantive, in all seriousness, as substantive of a baseball conversation as there is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin Verlander's doing it right now for the best team in the majors, right? That's right. Yep. We've got uh, the Houston Astros, probably now the favorite, I'd say, to win the World Series, which I love. I love. I love the Astros. Because they did it. What was the, the year that the Sports Illustrated cover said they were the worst team in baseball? I forget the year. It was like 2013. And somehow, some writer, some uh, baseball analyst got the green light from the Sports Illustrated executives to release a story that said, <laughs> You guys know this. On the cover of the Sports Illustrated in the year, Doc, could you look that up for me? Type in Houston Astros World Series prediction uh, Sports Illustrated cover and tell me what year that was released. They were the worst team in baseball at the time. And he said, I'm looking at their farm system. Oh, my God, they're good. This farm system's amazing. Yeah, they've got the dead last record in all of baseball. But based on these numbers, in 2018, they'll win the World Series. And everybody was like, what the hell? Why did they even let this guy put this stupid article in the – in the Sports Illustrated, I think it was 2013. But guess what? They did. It is one of the best farm system uh, acquisitions through that that I've seen. I mean, it was amazing, some of the players that they brought in. Uh, but really – And Verlander is a big part of that. He was a supplemental piece because right. he was not a part of that farm system. Supplemental. you got to have pitching. And, and the truth is a Yankees fan, you know, they've got the big – uh, the guys with the big bats, they've got Judge and they've got Stan- – I'm sorry, Stanton. Mm-hmm. Um, Gary Sanchez. Yep. I mean, yeah. But now they have Edwin, Edwin and Carnacion. But when I congratulated him on that this morning, he said, still, I don't know about our pitching. You know, they, the Astros have aces. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's right. We don't know that the Yankees do. So, truth, I love his calls. Yeah. During the break, we were talking on a few things about his call. What – Talking points, Gary and Chris, resonated with you from Truth's call. 
I think I think it's the Lakers trade. Uh, we talked about the Lakers gave up a lot as far as like um, draft picks, but I think what, what are they going to call him now? The Bayou Baller Brand, Big Baller. Oh, Value. Bayou. <laughs> Bayou. I just Baller looked it brand. up, and it was from 2014 when yeah. that was on the cover of a Sports Illustrated. And I'm looking at the image now. In in the t- sorry to mm-hmm. we'll get we'll get to that, but real quick. It says here, you're 2017. In 2014, they wrote it, and it said 2017 World Series champions. And they were dead last when it was released in 2014. So three years later, sure enough, comes to fruition. So I love the baseball talk, the legitimate baseball talk from Truth. It's kind of rare in this region of the country. But our man Marcus, Truth, and Brian the Insider, and really all of us, we're baseball fans. Mm -hmm. Okay, so... You said the Lakers trade talk. What what about Truth's call? Did you agree with the Truth's take on this Lakers and New Orleans trade? I mean, I think they gave up a lot of draft picks, but I think I think the Lakers got the better end of it mm-hmm. because they get to dump Lonzo Ball and they get to, you know, Brandon Ingram's a pretty good player, but over the last 2 years they've missed 65 games, right? Uh, and Brandon Ingram has blood clots like Chris Bosh. Who's to say how many more years he has to play? Okay. What about the three first-round draft picks? Yeah, that's the only thing I think. Only thing, though. You can't – can you undermine – I'm not saying yeah. that I, I disagree with yeah. you. I'm just, you know, devil's advocate. How valuable are three first-round draft picks in the NBA? It's kind of a crapshoot. Yeah, but you know what? Look at what – A lot of those guys are busts. Look at Anthony yeah. Davis and look at all the possibility. I think – the Lakers absolutely ended up the better end of the deal. Is Magic Johnson lining up right now saying, guys, can I have my job back? Please, you would think I, so. I want to get some credit for this. Well, you know, if if he should have got the deal done last year, you know, but he, you know, they he, he stood fast, though. They wanted Kuzman, and he didn't give Kuzman up. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, three first rounds, I mean, you got to see what kind they are. Are they protected first round to where if it's a top ten pick you don't you don't have to get traded? That's right. A lot way a lot of trades are, are work nowadays. And one of the truth's comments actually contradicted what his point was. I mean, um, look look what that ended up doing for the Lakers. Uh, the example he gave. Yeah. Um, I don't think you're going to have uh, any team near the athleticism for the two players that they have yeah. uh, this upcoming year. Yeah, I mean, you've got Zion Williamson coming into the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, who knows what what he can do um, at, the, at that level. But if you look at L.A., man, uh, it's gonna they're going to have a huge spotlight on that team this upcoming year, and you're going to see quite a few of those games on primetime. Yeah. Uh, and as of right now, they are Vegas – Odds on favor to win the championship. But um, definitely the Lakers made out. Uh, the organization, uh, New Orleans Pelicans, uh, they need to get their act together uh, if they're going to do anything positive with this trade. Yeah, uh, They've got a lot of issues with uh, training and doctors and, and uh, all kinds of stuff behind the scenes that seems to be a mess down there. So if they can clean that up, they have the ability to have a great team with Zion and whoever else they can get with all those picks. Well, two picks. Yeah. Four, first and fourth pick. Yeah. And um, Now, I don't know who they would take with the fourth pick now. Because the Lakers were going to take Darius Garland. Now, I think that's a terrible pick for four. Uh, it is. He was hurt. There's yeah. no way to tell how good this guy is. But the thing uh, is, is 
the Pelicans don't need a point guard now. That's right. They got Lonzo, so I don't know if they they go to Jarrett Culver or if they go to uh, – uh, You think Barrett goes three? Yeah. yeah. Okay. He'll go to the Knicks. And I don't think Reddish is even anywhere near. He's fallen to – the last I've seen, he was 10 or 11. So, who do you think uh, would be the best pick at four? I haven't watched Jarrett Culver enough. I know I watched him, I think, in the first Final Four game. He disappears a little bit, but he's ultra-athletic. He's got to work on his jump shot. But, I mean, I don't know. I just – I think they're going to need a big guy. Yeah, Cole, I think he'll be the first I mean, they got big Jill- guy selected would be Culver. Yeah. Uh, they got Julius Randle for another year. Right. Um, I know he wants to go – there's rumors he wants to go to Phoenix or whatever, but he's still got a year left on his contract. Um, I think the trade – I like the trade for the Lakers, but I only like it if they can get Anthony Davis to re-sign. I think that's going to happen. Yeah. Because um, you don't leave L.A. You don't leave L.A. That's right. As a free agent unless you're washed up. Like Shaq went – where did Shaq go after L.A.? Or uh, Boston. Or, or Boston. So, yeah, so and his career was about done. So um, Or Phoenix. He went to Phoenix for a year, I think. But, no, I mean – I like to trade. I like to trade for both teams. I mean, now Zion Williamson has Lonzo Ball passing him the ball. Alley-oops, and I don't know. I just – this is one of them trades that you'll have to wait two or three years to see who, who got the better end of it. That's right. So, I don't, now there's rumors that uh, Chris Paul wants out of Houston. Yeah, but you know what? He wants to go to the Lake, and he wants to go to the Lakers? Yeah, because – well, you got to think. Him is that and, what he's thinking? Him and LeBron are like real good buddies. You know what, though? I think he's <laughs> – Overrated, man. Chris Paul? I think yes. he's slow. Okay. Wow. Yeah, he's yeah he slow. is slow. And, and, well, I just, I'm not a big fan. Uh, point guard position is very deep in the NBA. Yes. That's right. I think. I uh, mean, how many great point guards could we sit here and name a lot? Mm-hmm. Damian Lillard. And according to many of the experts, he's like number eight. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, you know. The the passing is going to be pretty uh, spectacular to watch just with LeBron and AD. Uh, you know, it, it's it's going to be very interesting. And thank goodness there's a shakeup because stack, how stacked, you know, Golden State was, it's just not fun. There's nothing. It, it takes away from the anticipation of a lot of these teams. I wonder if D'Angelo Russell will be interested in going back to Lakers. He's a free agent also. Mm-hmm. Because if Kyrie goes to Brooklyn, then Which they're saying he will. There's no – That it's pretty much a sure thing that he will is what yeah, I've heard. which means D'Angelo Russell will be looking for a new home. Mm-hmm. How good is D'Angelo Russell? Where does he – we talked about the deep class of point guards in the NBA. No one – I guess Rondo. Rondo's from Louisville too, but he's not in this conversation. Right. No. He's good. Mm-hmm. He deserves a roster spot. Who knows? He may be getting ready to win a few titles with LeBron. But D'Angelo Russell is actually from Louisville. Mm-hmm. Uh, where does he rank on the, the top? Is he in the top 10 point guards in the league? He's really good. I don't know top 10, but he's – I mean, he's young, though. So, he, yeah. he's got time. But I think he's a really good ball player. You know, he went, he played for Central High School, then went to Montverde Academy. Mm-hmm. And then Ohio State, he's really good at Ohio State. Mm-hmm. But I, th- I think he's a good player. But he's another one of them guards that has to have the ball in his hands. Anybody that plays with LeBron has got to understand he's not going. They're not going to have the ball. That's right. And I think Kimba Walker would fit that position better than any other player. But but what you said there, Gary, when Kyrie won the title with LeBron, 
he did. Kyrie got a lot of the ball in his hand a lot. So mm-hmm. LeBron doesn't mind being a facilitator, but it does run through him. Yes. You've got to kind of become but, a little bit of a set shooter at times. Mm-hmm. And on occasion, you may get the ball in your hand a lot, mm-hmm. but – he was the number two option on that team, though. Offensively. He would be number three on the current Lakers team. If they get Kemba. Yeah, or or say if uh, – You mean behind Kyle Kuzma? No, whoever. It would be LeBron, Anthony Davis, and then whoever right. else. He, he would That's be what he f- wants because Anthony Davis is similar to that. I mean, what was he, fourth on his team when they won the title at Kentucky? He doesn't demand a lot of shots either. He's very content. I mean, the, talk about a consummate teammate – a guy who is built to win titles, in my opinion, Anthony Davis is that. Absolutely. He doesn't demand shots. Uh, I'd like to see him actually finish his career at L.A. Um, and who knows what they can do out there. All but great big men end up going there, don't they? Not absolutely. all. It seems Not like Duncan. It. Duncan's an exception. It's just like, you know, the Yankees getting all these big hitters, right? Yeah. I mean, the, the Lakers La- do it. The Lakers have $30 million to spend this year. Wow. Is that a lot? Yeah. I mean, is it Most, a lot? A but lot of, the new structuring, remember about a year and a half ago or something like that, the NBA free agency, the, the salaries, it really adjusted. Do you guys remember that? Yeah. Who's the point guard for the Grizzlies? Um, Mike Conley. Yeah, Mike Conley mm-hmm. just got some historically large contract. Mm-hmm. Everybody's like, what the hell? That's but right. you start looking into it now, Every NBA's just throwing out around money real loosey-goosey. So $30 million mm-hmm. is what they have. Who are they going to get, in your opinion? As a point guard, I think Kimba Walker. I also wouldn't sleep on uh, DeMarcus Cousins either. Okay. DeMarcus Cousins being the five, AD being the four, LeBron being the three. Would DeMarcus Cousins be more of an asset or a liability for that Lakers team? Chris, There's no telling. They I look mean, uncertain, Chris. He he looked really bad in the uh, finals to me. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, obviously he's coming off injuries. I can he get back to 100% again? He averaged 17-9 and nine when he came back from injury from his Achilles. That's pretty good. That is good. But, he, I mean, that's a significant drop from where he was prior to the end. Wasn't it – he was averaging 20-10. and 10. 20 and almost 13 a game in New yeah. Orleans last year. So, basically, Anthony Davis is up here mm-hmm. as far as greatness, and DeMarcus Cousins is where? Anthony way way Dav- down here, much lower. I'm using my hands. I mean, how much greater is Davis – over DeMarcus Cousins. Oh, big time. You're talking about two of the five, two of the top five players in the NBA in LeBron and AD, in my opinion. Uh, I would put – right now, Cousins don't even belong in the top 30. Sure. Uh, just because he's uh, – due to the injuries and things. Now, if he can get back to where he was, yeah, he's definitely a top 15, 20 type guy in the league right now. But, um, you know, I just don't uh, – I can't remember. I guess it would be Shaq and Kobe the last time, maybe the top mm-hmm. – two of the top five guys on the same team. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but, you know, there's a lot to look forward to. There's still so many moving parts. Uh, a lot of teams don't even know what their roster is going to be right now with this free agency. So, And, and the draft coming up, what, uh, a week? Yeah, or next Saturday. And then there's also the uh, rumors that uh, the Pelicans are shopping that fourth pick. Mm. So, who's to say they could end up with somebody else? If you look back historically on NBA top ten drafts, okay, it same goes for the NFL. And this is my constant theme when it comes to evaluation of these draft picks. You look back and you're like, what the hell, Anthony Bennett? 
I mean, that was the Michael Oluwakandi, yeah. and, and it's not just unique to top number one overall picks. Right. You're like, so-and-so was taken at number seven? Kwame what? Brown. He was garbage. Yeah. You know, that happens all the time. Mm-hmm. It is a pretty much a crapshoot. I'd say it's less than 25% of those top ten picks across the board, in my opinion, for the NFL and the NBA. Less than 25% of those picks actually pan out. Yep. And that's for top ten picks. So – with that theme, those three draft picks the Lakers gave gave up to get Anthony Davis, no big deal. If Davis can stay healthy, if you can and resign if him, if he's truly a generational player, yeah, if he's only there for one year, it's not worth it. No. Well, here's the other thing: I think the Lakers are looking at if they do real good this upcoming year, they only gave away a the bottom of the first round pick. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The higher you go, the worse pick you get. So really. You're not looking at a top five pick they're giving away these bonus years in the future. Mm -hmm. These are probably picks that are going to be in the low 20s. So I don't think they gave up as much as people think. Okay. So this is definitely a good move for the Lakers in your opinion. Because, like, like Chris said, if you you finish one or two in the NBA every year, you're going to have the 30, 31st pick. Uh And that's what they're giving up. And usually don't build your team around the guys like that. That's right. Uh, top 20 guys is where it's at uh, for team building normally. Now, you nor- you can get some guys that uh, Kenneth Fareed that uh, pans out that's a very late uh, selection. Uh, it happens. But your surefire picks are the top, you know, the, the lottery basically. But, um, yeah, I think L.A. did a really good trade there. But uh, How boring. So far, is the East going to be this year? Well, the Milwaukee Bucks, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Mm-hmm. Is that right? The yep. Greek Freak. Yep. So Milwaukee, it depends on how much you're buying into the stock that the Greek Freak is a legitimate superstar. How familiar are you with him? Basketball, NBA is not your favorite sport, Doc, but you, you're a lifelong basketball fan, right? Right. It's my second favorite. Okay. You're such a perfect fit for the weekend sports bus, in all seriousness, with that. Um, but how familiar are you with the Greek Freak? I think he's good, but again, are we hinging all of the entertainment value from the East off of one team, and specifically one player on that team? As of right now, that's the way it looks. But what about the Raptors? Why are we writing them off? Kawhi Ka- may not stay. Kawhi, Kawhi may not stay, but as of right now, he may. Right. Uh, and there's supposed to be a lot of movement at the Knicks uh, <clears throat> with the Knicks. I don't know what's going to happen there. Uh, who knows? Um, but I mean, don't sleep on the 76ers. They're young. <laughs> oh man. 76ers, right? Yeah. Joel Embiid that's, and that's a good point. Simmons. So I don't know the, the, the state of the heavyweight division in boxing is great right now. Very exciting. Lots of different angles, lots of different storylines. Mm-hmm. The same can be said for the NBA. Certainly for the NBA. I think the best thing would be to get a good Knicks team back, though. Imagine mm. how entertaining the NBA is going to be. Is that where Durant's going? I hope so. I I think it was where he was going before his injury. Okay. But who's to say that – He may retire now? No. I Just to say, who's to say the Knicks will want, want to give him $200 million and know what kind of player they're getting back? Wow. I don't have any faith in their uh, management, really. Uh, the they, Knicks? They've done some terrible stuff. <laughs> Uh, I'd it, say so, yeah. And 30 years of garbage. What are we – the last time they were good, what was it? Possibly Patrick Ewing? I'm not sure. It's it's one of those teams that you shake your head at. I mean, they've got everything at their disposal. 
and they cannot formulate a winning uh, team. It, it don't make any sense. You would think a lot of players would like to go there if they had the management taken care of. You know, I actually, I actually think they they're one or two players away. New York. Yeah, because they just got Dennis Smith Jr. Mm-hmm. They got DeAndre Jordan. They got Kevin Knox. I think they need a a, a a big man behind. Don't they have the third pick? Yes. So they're going to get R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett. Um, so yeah, I mean that that's going to be a very that they've done well with their drafts lately. Mm-hmm. That's one sign of that they're turning things around. Yep. Um, I mean, they have Emmanuel Moutier. They got a. Um, they don't have uh, Porzingis anymore, right? They got Mitchell Robinson from uh, Western Kentucky. Right. Remember, he's supposed to play, and he sat out a year. He's pretty good. Um, I just think they're, yeah, they're a piece away, a piece or two away. If they if they can get KD, or say they can get Kyrie and move uh, Dennis Smith Jr. over to the two, mm-hmm. I think they're I think they're all right. I mean, I'm not a Knicks fan, but I'm not either. But yeah, I'd like to see. Sounds like Doc is. I'd like to see him strong again. <laughs> right, Doc? Uh, I, I just like think the Knicks make it entertaining for the East. Big markets. It, yeah, and then it's interesting to even the people who are attracted to watching Knicks basketball. I mean, I'm not a big Spike Lee fan, but it's entertaining to see him on the sideline. Mm-hmm. Spike Lee, the, the original Drake. What yes. about Drake right now? What do we think of him? <laughs> How obnoxious. I think it's funny. Anybody a fan of his music? Yeah. He's, he's like got some good music, okay. but, man, he just seems like a – do you know why it doesn't I don't bother want to me? Use that term. Uh, why what doesn't bother you, Gary? The way he acts. Why? Because I would probably act the same exact way if I had seats like that. <laughs> That's a fair take. I mean, if I I've had always seats said like if that, I were a billionaire, there's a good chance I would act identically to Mark Cuban. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Buy an NBA team and try to get a title. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 It sounds like fun. Yeah, Can't just, hate on him for that. I just know how. I, Is that how you would be though? What because what Spike Lee has done and what Bill, all right, what Spike Lee has done with the Knicks, what Billy Crystal has done with the Clippers, what Jack Nicholson has done with the Lakers. I think that's the extent of it in the NBA. Okay, Drake has not done that. <laughs> Drake has done. I'm going to be a Warriors guy. I'm going to be this guy. Mm-hmm. So you're, Gary, you're saying if you had the access, you would do that. Well, he's, or instead of identifying with one team, he's always been a Toronto guy. That's he where has, he's from. So, but he's also a Warriors guy. How does that delude it? You can be fan. I don't think he's a Warriors guy. I think okay. he's a fan of certain players. Okay, okay. But he's always had season tickets to Toronto to, to Toronto since he started making money. So Drake, right now is a big day for Kawhi Leonard and Drake. Drake is a part of that identity of that mm-hmm. Raptors team, aren't they? Yeah, and I think they've got to keep Kawhi. Oh, bit. yeah. If you yeah. can keep Kawhi and Lowry, right? they got to keep their GM. Gasol. Gasol's important. Yes. He doesn't always score a lot of points, but uh, don't overlook uh, Mark Gasol on that team. I mean, having yeah. a legitimate big. I think both Gasol brothers historically kind of get maybe overlooked. First at, brothers ever to win a title. First brothers ever. Mm-hmm. Pretty good stuff. And they man. are actual brothers? Yeah. Okay. As opposed but, to fake brothers? Yeah. <laughs> Half brothers. Okay. So, first, are they the two best brothers to ever be in the NBA? Well, you had, yeah, I think so. I, now I think Who you else have is to in say. the running? Dom, Damian and um, Wilk, Damian Wilkins and Dominique, Dominique Wilkins. Who else? Lopez Four. brothers. 
Lopez brothers, but Brooke they weren't Robin. that good. They were, you know, they were NBA players. Well, you also had, but they the, weren't uh, as good as they weren't multiple time All Stars. How many All Star games? The other twins went to Stanford. Oh yeah, the Collins. Collins. Yeah, one of yeah, them ended up being gay. Horace Grant and uh, Harvey Grant. <laughs> one of them did end up being gay. That's okay. You know, it's all right. Horace and Harvey, uh, yep. Brent and John Barry. Yep. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Okay. How do you know all these brothers aren't gay? <laughs> I don't know. Right? You know. You never really know. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we have Steve Driver, Doc, on top of the drops there. No, but the, uh, you got to say Mark and Pau Gasol, two best bet brothers to play in the history of basketball. I was shocked at how good uh, Bernard Gasol King was and still. Albert King. If our man Brian the Insider was on the line, I know he'd remind us of them. How great were they? Uh, a cumulative All-Star Game appearances, I think, is a good barometer for mm-hmm. that. Would you guys agree? Mm-hmm. Now, I don't have those numbers in front of me, but I think it's Albert and, and Bernard King, right? That was before so. my time. That's yeah. Brian the Insider time. Yeah, Bernard King, I think, was uh, 77, I think. Okay. Yeah, so Who else? Who are we leaving out? There's got to be more brothers. Brent Price and Mark Price. Steph and Seth Curry. Correct. Seth Curry has turned into having a pretty good career, but they don't deserve to be in this conversation because no. Seth's not sniffing an all-star game. No, but they're brothers. Yeah. When it's all said Ooh. and done, Mark and Pau Gasol may end up both being Hall of Famers. Here's an interesting one. Who you got? Reggie and Cheryl Miller. Oh, wow. In the history of basketball. That's a good one. Yeah. Marcus actually texted me and said that is his number one. <laughs> <laughs> Because he, he loves women's basketball. Well, he's Miller a huge women's basketball <laughs> fan. He says it's the, better than men's basketball due to the technique, is what he, Marcus says. Or did he say they need to lower the rim? And He said he wants them to lower the rim to seven feet where they can dunk on each other. I can't believe you haven't given Rick Pitino a shout-out for his team winning the championship. Oh, wow. Okay, good call there. And he said if his kids will agree to it, he'll never coach college basketball again. He'll stay over there and coach. If he stays over there, he'll get uh, – well, I, I shouldn't – he, What were you going to say, Chris? Well, <laughs> what were you going to say, Chris? Well, 30 seconds. he needs to uh, – he wants them to quit smoking at the games. Yeah. He said, you know, I'm going to get cancer. You keep smoking uh, at the games. We He's, don't need Rick getting cancer. No, <laughs> n- not at all. Uh, I couldn't imagine, you know, everybody smoking. So much smoke you could barely see the game. Yeah, that doesn't sound pleasant. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Weekend Sports Buzz. For Gary Love, Chris Embry, Doc Parks, I'm Kelly Patrick. We will be back next Sunday with more of the Weekend Sports Buzz.